morning, everyone, for the last podcast of 2022, as well as the last podcast of Dying Alone Together. That's right. This is the end. Um, I'll never say final, final, because I, who knows, I could always pick this up again in the future, but uh, no plans to continue after this episode. I do think it's funny I'm ending on episode 69. <laughs> kind of is appropriate. Uh, was not planned. Uh, so that's fun. 69 episodes of Dying Alone Together. So if you end up missing this particular podcast, you can always go back and um, and listen to the back catalog. There's so much of it. Um, I am going to talk about today, honestly, um, um, sort of the history and, and the road of this podcast, where I'm going from here, why I'm ending it, and uh, some stuff I've learned through it. So... Um, I guess a little bit of cross-promotion, if, if you're going to miss me in your ears every week um, and you happen to be a Star Trek fan, I understand that Venn diagram might be very slim. Uh, I'm over on Star Trek Zhuzurations, Z-H-U-Z-H-Urations. Um, uh, it, it's a podcast weekly. I'm about to take a break on that as well, but there's two seasons of that. I'll be starting up the third season probably in February, and I review... I rewatch really bad Star Trek episodes, make comedic observations, and then uh, try to fix them. Uh, it's a very funny podcast, so if you just happen to like Star Trek and think I'm funny, head over there. The other thing you can do is you can follow the evolution of this podcast. One of the reasons I'm stopping it is it's becoming a web series. Now, unlike my other web series, this is not going to be on YouTube because... There is so much graphic sex in this web series that it's just not possible. I'm not even going to try to put it on YouTube. If I put it on YouTube, um, a team from Google will come to my house and spray me with a fire extinguisher. Um, there is there is no hope of this ever uh, not being buried on YouTube because of the sheer amount of sex and vulgarity in the show. It is, and I say this not as myself, I say this as an observer of people who have watched it so far, laugh out loud funny and incredibly shocking. Uh, it's a lot of dating stories that I've told on here, um, dramatized. It's called Danny Will Die Alone, and Danny is back on the market looking for love, broken, and can't stop immediately having sex with the people that he's dating, even if they're terrible. So, um, where can you get this? Well, you can get this on my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash official T-R-A-C-Y. Um, and you not only get an episode a month uh, of Danny Will Die Alone, but you also get, it's pre-existing, it's got all my uncensored music videos and early release music stuff. Um, my web series history is going to be transferring over there. It's going to be taken off of YouTube and put over there. In, in fact, most of my stuff is going to be put there. I'm going to put my movie Snowflake over there. Uh, just because, look, YouTube buries gay content. It just does. And I've also found that TikTok censors my stuff um, in a weird way. Like, I have seen extremely vulgar conversation. Um, extremely vulgar conversation on TikTok. On TikTok videos that I like. There's one about Trixie and Katya talking about cock, and it wasn't bleat. And yet, my, anytime I mention any amount of sexuality uh, in my 
in my um, TikToks where it's like uh, I'm making some funny Star Trek situations or something about a clip from this podcast, they take the audio out um, and suppress it. So it only gets like, or my other videos get like, and that's not a lot because my TikTok isn't big, but my other videos get like 800 views. Those get um, 70. So listen, the Chinese government doesn't want my shit out there. YouTube doesn't want my shit out there. They bury bury everything that I do. Things don't get out there anymore the way they used to. I used to just, by no promotion at all, get 1,000, 2,000 hits on, a, on an episode of History and all these comments, and now I can't get more than 100. They just, it's just not feasible anymore to do it. It's just not, it's not worth it. So... Uh, history, all of my stuff, um, my older music videos, all of those are going to be gone from YouTube, um, and they will be over on the OnlyFans. So there's tons of content for an extremely cheap donation. You can even just sign up for one month and, and watch everything. I mean, obviously I would prefer you not do that, but, um, yeah. So Danny Will Die Alone is where you can sort of continue the evolution of this podcast. So let's talk about, um... A couple things about why it's going away and the things that I've learned and what I want to leave you all with um, at this point. So this podcast started as a web um, series. I was doing a series of straight-to-camera monologues on YouTube, and you can find them. There's probably like eight of them, I think, and it was called Dying Alone Together, and um, it was during the pandemic, during the quarantine, and I just needed a creative outlet. I was unemployed. I... Things were bad, and I just couldn't sit around my apartment anymore. So I started filming these little writing and then filming these sort of comedic straight-to-camera monologues about something to do with dating or something to do with relationships or whatever. So you can go look those up, actually, if you'd like. Um, uh, YouTube.com slash Necessary Outlet. So that's where it started. And then I... Stop that because the effort of setting up, recording it, editing it, because I, I I did the editing style of uh um, from Trixie and Katya where there was a lot of animations and that sort of stuff. It was just too much effort. It'd be nice if I had a team to do it. Um, I don't. So that stopped. And uh, when, so that was probably, that was probably like fall 2020. So then we get into spring 2021, I believe is when we started, and I met with JJ, and we were both just itching to do something that was cost-effective and creative, and I thought we would be a good balance, me a little more, old, well, definitely older, but a little more jaded and cynical, him, love and light, um, yada yada, uh, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for, woo-woo? Very woo-woo. Um, so I thought it would be great. Love. We started. Uh, we did it differently. We had sort of an open discussion as the first act. Second act was uh, a game or swiping. We would swipe the apps and talk about the insane stuff we saw. Um, I was never able to really get this podcast out there. In fact, I have way more interaction on Star Trek Generations than I do this one. So um, I don't really hear from all any of you, so it's very difficult to, to know if it's doing anything and the analytics weren't good. So we, we couldn't get sponsors anymore for it because we just don't have the audience. So I had to like skinny down. It was just like if I'm going to continue doing it, it can't I can't put that much effort 
into it, like to book the guests to get JJ over here to spend an entire weekend doing a batch episode. So I had to skinny it down, which is why you've just gotten me over the last few months um, doing my little discussions just whenever I have time to do them during the week. I'm currently, it's uh, December 27, and I'm sitting at my, you're, I think I'm releasing this the same day. I think I'm just going to edit it right now and release it. I'm sitting at my kitchen counter. So I had to do that. And now, and now of course it's becoming the web series. But why this is ending, so tomorrow I turn 40 years old. I've talked about on the podcast before um, how as a child I used to lay in bed and pray that I would die at 40, that I didn't want to live past 40. And unpacking that with my therapist, I, I think that was because I looked at the adults in my life and really di- didn't see anybody I wanted to be or any life that I wanted to have. Um, that's the best I can imagine, which is fear of being old, fear of, you know, sort of the <laughs> the the downward, you know, trajectory towards death. Um, I think I was very afraid of that as a child. I don't know. So it's, it's a little surreal to be turning 40. I mean, who knows? Uh, I might get in a car accident tomorrow. Who knows? The period of doing this podcast was a period of recovery. You heard me go from fuck men. I don't want anything to do with men for the rest of my life. Um, stories about bad relationships and traumas and the ultimate trauma, which led to everything changing, um, to being open to engaging men in more than just sex to dating to, I'm happy to report I am now in a serious monogamous relationship with a absolutely wonderful man named John. Um, that happened uh, in December. So, I don't maybe I mentioned that last week? No, because I pre-recorded some of the stuff, so you haven't heard that yet. So yeah, I'm finally back in a Seriously, we spent the last two days together just hanging out, watching TV, um, getting out of the cold. And I've already told him I love him, and he said the same. And it's really, 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 really great. I have a simpatico and a connection with him that I haven't had with anyone else. Um, we can hang out for days and not get sick of each other. We have the same libido. We um, were both very physically attracted to each other. We had the same interests. We're both nerds. He's a little more fantasy Lord of the Rings. I'm a little more sci-fi Star Trek, but, like, we've been sharing each other's stuff. Um, He surprised me and got me an overnight in Woodstock uh, for my birthday slash Christmas, and not knowing that that was the... The fact that my ex said he was going to do that for me so that I didn't have to plan it and then intentionally didn't do it because he didn't want to do it. So he took control of it in order to stop it. And that when that was revealed, that was sort of the moment when I decided it's over. Um, so him not knowing that and the fact that he did that was a real sort of like the universe giving me a signal. Um, yeah, so as of now... I mean, I'm certain one of us is going to die first unless we, unless it's a murder suicide uh, <laughs> or an accident. Uh, I'll probably still be dying alone. But this podcast sort of feels, and I don't want to talk about the relationship as it develops. I don't think that's healthy. 
I think it's something, you know, maybe after a couple months I could go back and talk about sort of holistically, you know, everything. Um, it just doesn't, doesn't feel right, and I'd be too tempted. I couldn't leave it out. So, And we're monogamous, so I, I'm not going to have any, you know, sex stories to share anymore or dating stories to share anymore. So that's another reason, you know. But but I got a little off track because I, I was talking about John. But um, it's really... I'm walking into... I'm trying not to get emotional. I'm... Um, I'm walking into 2023 and everything is repaired. You know, I think of my favorite musicals Into the Woods because I'm a faggot. And um, there's a line at the end of Act One where it's the narrator saying, and all was repaired. And that's, I keep hearing that in my mind because all of the things feel like they've come full circle. I have not cured, but able to now with medication manage crippling PTSD that um, my ex dealt me on his way out. Uh, I've recovered financially. I have an amazing apartment. Um, I have the best job I've ever had after getting canned. Um, I've made new friends that feel so much more substantial than friendships I've had in the past. People that I don't have to chase and convince to hang out with me or people who don't snipe at me constantly because they think it's funny, Uh, people I have just genuine, open, loving, caring relationships with whom aren't friends with me because they want to fuck me at some point, you know, Uh, or they want my money or they, you know, whatever it feels. And who knows? I, you know. I've probably said this about all those people before and maybe everything will be revealed to be a sham in the future because I tend to be blind with this sort of stuff. But as of now, everything just seems... So the money's great. The money's back. The friends are back. I'm back in a loving relationship, which, you know, the last two of the three years I literally thought would never happen again slash would never want again, didn't trust, didn't think I could trust another man to give myself that way was sort of like, oh, I'll just be a bachelor. That's fine. Um, I've gotten into a a level of fitness where I'm having sex with people that I am very much attracted to and and don't feel slighted and feel like I can, you know, sustain off of that, you know? And, And the fact that I met someone and very quickly was just like, oh, you. Oh. Oh, it's you. It was Chris. There's no doubt in my mind. It's just like, crystal fucking clear there were always doubts with the others with the one where the sex wasn't working out with one where he would just say weird things to me or make me feel insecure and i now see that having was having been with him for five years i now see that that was his mo um that's how he liked to control people uh or particularly he was not like that with friends but he was like that with relationships um um but where it's none of that it's just honest and loving and open and he's very communicative and I mean we were two weeks in and I said to myself I am not getting in a relationship before Christmas because I haven't celebrated Christmas in years I'm celebrating it for the first time privately doing stuff for my mental health I think I talked about how I rebought all of the childhood things that I loved that one of my exes threw away as a final fuck you to me when we broke up. 
this was the year I finally rebought them and, re, you know, reclaimed all of that. And they make me very happy. And I wrapped them and put them under a tree and said, I'm going to give my inner child Christmas. Um, which is another thing full circle where it feels like that's all back now. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how I was going to feel over the holidays. Sometimes it's a little wonky. I know how I was going to feel about my 40th, which honestly, I don't fucking care. Filming a music video on it because I'm spending it doing what I love doing. Um, so go to the OnlyFans if you want to see that music video. It'll be out in January. Um, so I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get in a relationship because who knows how I'm gonna feel. And we were like two, three weeks in. No, no, no. That's not. That's a lie. We met right after Halloween, and so this was mid December. We're sitting there at dinner, and he had a hard time. He came down from the Upper West Side, and he has a car, so we parked in Hell's Kitchen. And it took him like an hour to park. And I, he's, he doesn't, he lives outside of New York, very close, so it's not long distance. But, uh, so he, he doesn't come into, he comes into Manhattan for work and that's it. So he doesn't really go out. So he didn't realize it was, he didn't realize what he was getting into by saying, oh, I'm just going to drive down and park in Hell's Kitchen, which is a nightmare. Um, so he shows up at the restaurant. He's like an hour late and I'm fine. Like I, I was hanging out on my phone, whatever. I wasn't pressed. And he was communicative, so it was fine. And he shows up and he's so irritated. He's just, you know, fucking car. He's very Italian, so it's a lot of this fucking guy. And I can't do an Italian accent, but it's he's like a ma, like kind of Italian. Like I was at their family Christmas, and it was a lot of fungul. It was very fucking cute. Um, <laughs> so he was like, you know, fuck this, fuck that. These fucking drivers, and he had an irritating day at work, so he was irritated. And he's like, literally sitting across from me complaining about the dry he's just like i gotta get this out before i can be normal and he's like frustrated and this and that and i'm looking at him complaining and i'm like this man is is so adorable i love every second of this this is so amusing to me and i'm not gonna laugh because he is he is irritated right now but in my head it was just going like i love you i love this man and i just couldn't unhear it it was just repeating and i was just looking at him smiling and I, we did laugh about it and, and had our dinner and it was lovely as always. And I walked into his car and I was just like, um, I don't know if I should be telling. And we had a conversation about how, like, I'm not going to, this is going great. Do not be worried. I'm just not going to make major decisions until January. And he was fine with that. And then understood. And understood my desire to have a private Christmas and what I was doing. And was super, didn't make me feel guilty Oh, the ex, the ex used to make me feel guilty all the time if I wanted to do something for myself that he didn't like. Are you sure? I don't know. Are you sure? Well, I'm going to be all alone and blah, blah, blah. And would guilt me. Um, wasn't Christmas stuff, but like other stuff. Um, and would usually force himself into whatever plan I had. He was totally respectful. Like, I understand this is for you. This is an important moment for you. Uh, I hope to have many other Christmases with you. And we, we ended up spending part of it together, just not Christmas morning. But um, um, anyway, we're walking to his car and I was like, look, I was going to wait until after the holidays, but it just feels stupid to just hold on to it for no reason. It's just a game. I was like, I got to tell you something. And he was looked a little concerned. And I was like, I love you. And he was like, I love you too. Thank God. He was like, I've been holding back on it for like weeks. And I was like, do you want to be my boyfriend? He was like, absolutely. And that was it. And that's been it. 
for the last you know two weeks. It's very early, but it's very easy. It's very loving. It's very sweet. He texts me good morning every morning. He texts me good night every night. Um, he's not an over-texter. He's not needy. Um, he doesn't make me feel weird about any of my weird shit. He's supportive of the artistic stuff. He listened to some of my new music and gave me like thoughtful, engaging comments, not just, it's great, or, huh, the way other people have. Um, um, his family's nice. His mother is very sweet. Uh, I, I, back to, you know, me, um, I finally come to a point in my life where I feel very comfortable exercising boundaries. I talked to him about, like, I used to get so wrapped up in my ex's family and wanted to be sort of part of that. And then when it ends, I'm devastated because not only do I lose him, but I, I also lose all the friends. And then these, like, deep connections I've made with family and people who are like, call me mom. And then the second me and their son breaks up, are like, never speak to me again. So I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do that. I need some boundaries. I need some distance. I can be polite and funny and engaging and, you know, not, like, standoffish, but, like, I'm not going to be on the family text chain. Not for, like, a long, long time, if at all. Like, these are your people. I'm going to have my people where everyone's going to be friendly with everybody, but, like, you're not going to be going to the movies with my best friends, you know, if I'm out of town. Like, we're not going to do that. We're going to have our own things. And I feel very comfortable exercising that, and he feels very comfortable with it. So I've you know, come to terms with, I've mourned the relationship with my family that like, I'm never going to have that again. And I'm done because it's not healthy for me. And it's, I don't get anything out of having a relationship with a mother who last time I spoke to her told me she didn't want to be my mom anymore, but we could be friends. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't need that. And I don't feel any obligation. I only feel an obligation to myself to make myself happy. That's the only thing I feel an obligation to. And I can exercise boundaries, and I have a loving relationship. I've reclaimed my childhood and given my inner child a great Christmas. I've um, learned how to relax. I think a lot of the last three years, I kept so fucking busy with performing and music and podcasts and this and that because I just couldn't, I needed something to do. Um, and I've learned how to just sit and watch a movie. I'd spent the last. We were trading, you know, we'd watch A Hobbit, then we'd watch a Star Trek movie, then we'd watch A Hobbit, then we'd watch, well, we'd watch A Hobbit, then we'd watch two Star Trek movies, because those extended cuts, they're, the movies are solid, but, like, dear God, three-hour movie every time? Um, <laughs> so I've learned how to just sit and relax, and cook dinner, and snuggle Max, and just enjoy my life. You know, I've started getting candles and flowers for myself, just, like, to make the apartment feel nice, and... Just doing those little things for me that I stopped doing because everything felt like it doesn't fucking matter. Nothing matters. Whatever. I'll just make my art, which I care about. Fuck hot guys and ride this out until I'm inevitably hit by a bus because that certainly seems to be where this is going. Um, and that's phase is done. Sort of the the clouds have lifted and and. You know, I still get sad. I still get, I still ruminate on things. I still shadow box with people from my past, usually when I forget to take my medication. Uh, <laughs> but it just really feels like 2023 is a brand new chapter. I have manifested so much this year. I, I believe 
in manifestation? Do I believe that some higher power is guiding me or the spirits of my loved ones or my ancestors? No, I'm still not that guy. Uh, that the crystals are charging my chakras. Oh, by the way, new drag name, Chakra Khan. There has to be one. There has to be one. Oh, and John always does a Moira Rose impression, so he's Moira, Moira Rosebud. Anyway, um, but I've manifested. I said to myself at the beginning of last year, I want to perform more. I want to do my Madison Square Garden show by the time, like, you know, not Madison Square Garden, but like my big show. By the time I hit my 40th birthday, that's my present to myself. I want to reclaim my um, stuff that my ex threw away. I want to go back on eBay and find all of it. I want to... I don't know. I had a, I want to f- start working on the movie. I had all of these things, and I did every single one of them. And a lot of times, because things fell into my lap, the universe was just like, oh, here, you asked for this, here it is. Oh, you asked for this, here it is. And as cheesy as this sound, and I'm not going to try to get emotional, after Alchemy, the, the Madison Square Garden performance, I remember very clearly sitting on my couch after someone that I was really excited about and thought there was a real connection in the way that I have a connection with John, um, totally blindsided me by being like, yeah, I don't think I want anything serious. After very serious conversations and a very strong connection and, and a really great, you know, date. And I just really thought, and it fell apart, not because of me. And I was really bummed about it. And I sat, it was middle of October, I remember, and I sat on my couch and I said out loud, because I just thought of Alchemy and how I manifested that show by saying, I want this show, give it to me. And then this venue was like, oh, or this person was like, oh, I have a connection at this venue. Here, let me hook you up. And here's your fucking show. The whole thing you said you wanted to do, here, universe said here. So I'm thinking of that and keeping that in mind and just going through the the, the unexpected blindsiding breakup, I sat on my couch, I looked up in the, to my ceiling, I said out loud, I am ready, send him to me. I am ready, I'm done with this dating shit, <laughs> I'm ready to do this, send him to me. And two weeks later, I met John. So, <sighs> I'm emotional because it really feels like I'm walking into a really great chapter of my life at 40. I think I'm the happiest I've ever been. Um, right? And there are going to be ups and downs. I'm going to lose things. There's going to be crises. But I, I've learned... I fucking went to... <laughs> I got arrested. Like, I can come back from anything. Other than that inevitable bus that's going to hit me now that I've jinxed it. Uh, I can come back from anything. I will always land on my feet. I have that ability within me to handle shit and get it done. And I have the grit and to to have to do shitty stuff to get there. So an argument I used to have with my brother is is he had a hard time like putting in the hard work for something or like realizing you have to like try and try and try and try and try. Listen, I have you know, I get frustrated with that too. But like I said to him, I was like, if you got to be a, and I'm sorry if this sounds shitty, but hopefully you know what I mean by it. But like, if you got to be a garbage man, be a garbage man. If you got to be the janitor, be the janitor. If you got to be the janitor to get to be, and I have, I was the janitor at my dance studio so that I could 
uh, trade instead of a paycheck dance lessons. I did that as a child, you know, uh, very MTV movie of the week. Um, I have that about me. If things are shit and I gotta, I lose my job and I gotta work at Starbucks, drive an Uber and, you know, escort, I fucking will. I will do what it takes. I will do what it takes to get it done, to make my life. And it's the thing is sometimes it's scary to think of ways that um, I act or behave like my parents or have reactions. The thing that makes me different and the thing that I comfort myself in is I will never settle for a life that is less than what I think I deserve. And that might be arrogance. I don't fucking care. I'm, I have the ability. I will never settle except in love which I no longer do. Thank you. Thank you, traumatic event. Thank you for throwing a grenade at me, you asshole. Because you blew up all of the insecurities and all of the problems and all of the patterns and all of the inter- uh, uh, inner saboteurs. You, dest- you tried to destroy me because you were upset that I stood up to you. And instead, you destroyed all of the things that were holding me back from being this, which I very much enjoy. So it's good to end this podcast with a um, final fuck you to you. And I don't care where you are and what you're doing and whatever. Karma will take care of you. Because I believe in the universe now. It seems to be working. So the universe will handle you. And the universe is handling me. And it feels really fucking great. So I leave you very happy, very excited, very content, very fulfilled. And I hope you'll stay with me through my future projects. I've got new music coming out next year. I've got... Uh, die, that Danny Will Die Alone, the web series. I'm working on the next movie. Um, there's so much to come, and I hope you'll you'll follow me. So Jack Tracy Official over on Instagram is where my sort of nexus of all things are. The YouTube channel, watch it before they're gone because they're all moving to OnlyFans, youtube.com slash Necessary Outlet. And please, it would be a great favor to me if you jumped over on the OnlyFans and got everything. And that's OnlyFans.com slash official. Yeah, so this is 40 and farewell. See you out there.